welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 236. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week, as always. Earlier today, he was inadvertently deactivated due to human error. It's Rosero Network's own Dan Webb. Hello, how's it going? And she was down for 11 minutes and has since been restored. It's Alice Bell. <laughs> no, please, we, we, we started the game with the start of podcasts as well. So please feel free to tell me what I'm talking That's about. That's Donald Trump's Twitter account. You're very good at the opening question, Thanks. Alice, in fairness. Just not the other ones. Yeah. Is that not what you're the saying? Other stuff. Yeah, he, his, Donald Trump's Twitter account was deactivated by uh, a Twitter employee on their last day. So, like, the, it was their last day and they were like, it's now or never. Imagine putting that on your CV, right? I, I closed down Trump's account for 11, for 11, minutes. 11 minutes. 11 minutes. A hero. Before it it worked fast, noticed. though. Like, that Trump... Re- well, I mean, he's on it all the time, so I suppose he probably yeah. would realise... That it is down. Do you see that picture of a, a cyclist who gave his motorcade the finger yeah. as he was leaving a golf course as well? She got fired uh, from her job because uh, she made it her profile picture and that violated their obscenities policy or something. Obviously, she got fired for giving the president the finger. Bullshit. Mm. And, uh, and she was like, I'd do it all again. <laughs> was she? Yeah. Fair play to her. I missed all this. How do I miss this? I knew about the Twitter account, but not the, the cyclist. I don't know. I mean, I, I was in Iceland, Dan, and I, I was still able to oh, yeah, keep were. up with the, the you news. Did, you didn't know oh, you didn't know about Slavin Pilic, well, so that's that, a lie, Cullen. That, okay, very true, yeah. And I was in the country when that happened <laughs> yeah. as well. So that makes it worse. On to the news this week, and starting us off, it was a busy weekend, actually, mm. for uh, for Activision Blizzard. BlizzCon! Because, uh, BlizzCon was on, and uh, yeah, there was... I suppose three main announcements that I can remember. Although, has anyone seen the loot box yeah. thing? <laughs> so basically, um, they were doing. There's so BlizzCon. There's panels and cosplay and blah blah. blah right at one of the panels, was it Overwatch, Alice? They were doing an Overwatch panel where I, it was I about think loot so. boxes, and it was called like "What's in the loot box" or something. Oh, like that. It was Overwatch, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the, it was um, a ticketed event but also like you could get a digital ticket for it as well to watch it on a live stream. And people kind of assumed that it meant there would be something cool in the box, like an announcement or like, you know, Jeff from Overwatch dressed in a skit or something. Yeah, so there was like, a th- wasn't there a rumour that it was going to be Terry Crews was going to pop out? Lo- loads of people guessing stuff like that, yeah. So basically, the what was supposed to happen is that there would be a giant Overwatch loot box on stage that didn't happen because it got delayed at customs. Oh, you're joking. So instead... So, like, for a whole hour, for a whole they were hour. talking about this hypothetical loot box that wasn't there in three, front of them. Three, like, streamers uh, were sat on stage guessing what was in the box that was not there. At customs. It's not, yeah. And, and then another streamer who stepped in at the last... He was like, they, they didn't know what to do. They asked me to help at the last minute, basically. And he was like, it, it's me. He just was like... Yeah. So a streamer came out of a box. No, no, a streamer came on from the wings. Oh, okay. There was there was no box. box. I thought they might have set up another box. And he wasn't what was supposed to be in the box in the first place. And as far as I am aware, we don't know what was meant to be in the box. What's in the box? It's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. And I felt sorry for that. But that was her Halloween costume, by the way. It was amazing, right? 
Oh. Anyway, yeah, I felt sorry for them because obviously it was <laughs> it was too late to cancel, but they also still had to do something. But so, they, you know, <laughs> some things went off without a hitch for Blizzard. Uh, and I suppose on the topic of Overwatch, they announced a new character, mm. Moira. Yeah, who I believe is uh, from my my own nation. She's Irish. Well, yeah. Do we know what part? No. I knew I'll a Moira ask. once. I, I might, don't know if it's the same one. Might be, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a. I understand all no Irish people know one another. Do we so. know her family name? Uh, I think so. It might not be on our notes. Oh, but yeah. that's a shame. Uh, <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, Moira, Moira Kelly. Kelly. All right, we go Moira to that Moira Hearn, actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so she's a support class character. And she's actually, if you're into kind of the lore of Overwatch, it's quite interesting because she's like a genetic scientist and she's the one that made Reaper or Reapery. Because before he was. Gabriel Reyes, who and he was just kind of a, a cool soldier, and then she did stuff to his genetics to make him Reaper, which is kind of cool. You're looking at me as if neither no, of you no, get. No, no, I, I'm I'm quite the fan of not necessarily Overwatch, but the backstory that has yeah, they're very kind of came after the fact. Mm, yeah, so that was um, what are those shorts called again? Cinematic short. There was one for um, uh, Reinhardt. His was the latest short, which was another tearjerker. Um, and his mechanic uh, before he rejoined Overwatch was Torbjorn's daughter, who is fucking hench. She's ripped. She's awesome. Because oh, uh, then everyone's asking for her to be in the game yeah, now as well yeah. now, right? <laughs> but yeah, Moira's a support class. Uh, so they're beefing up the support side quite a bit, and they've made big changes to Mercy recently as well. Yeah, she um, looks like a support class that actually can do some damage as well, as opposed yeah, that's to... that's the thing. Like Mercy has been all over the place. She's been... Weak uh, pistols being upgraded, and then she's had uh, everything changed. But now Moira looks like almost like a Zenya kind of character. Yeah, yeah. So the, her uh, Moira's ultimate is uh, it's called Coalescence, and it's described as a long-range beam that both both heals allies and bypasses barriers to damage enemies. So mm. it'll be interesting to see how she slots into kind of established gameplay. Well, now it's going to change the meta. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's all about the meta and games like that. And how she'll play on the Blizzard world map. Which, oh, yeah. I, like, so this, yeah, this, uh, again, they announced a new map, uh, which I'd, I haven't seen any shots of it or anything. Have they, have they released any screenshots of it? I think there's it? been some gameplay because, bits and have, stuff, yeah. Because so. it's, like, it takes inspiration from other Blizzard games, mm. as you know, you'd guess from the name, I suppose. Yeah, and they also, all the Overwatch character or a bunch of the Overwatch characters, there are new legendary skins, which are inspired by other Blizzard properties so like your wow and your starcraft ah. and that yeah okay any starcraft related probably costume? i can't remember off the top of my head but, uh, but please do segue on <laughs> <laughs> well starcraft 2 uh, is now free to play which i mean if i had bought it i would be a little bit perturbed but at the same time i do get some stuff if uh, if i have bought it um you get three portraits and I'm going to have a stab at it, an Eidolon ghost skin. And uh, you also get, um, I think uh, there's, is it, there's DLC coming uh, later this year as well. I think. Uh, I could be wrong on that, though. But yeah, you, you get a couple of things mm. to compensate you if you, if you bought it. Um, but that's quite big. That's, like, Starcraft, a, ga- a game yeah. so large is going free to play. It's an interesting one. Um, I mean, maybe they know something I don't, but I, I thought Starcraft was huge. It, I think it's huge in like Asia, right? In Asia, it's massive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like not so much in the West, which I, I suppose in a, like there is more of a free to play culture over there. Yeah, 
Wouldn't surprise me if it's already free to play over there. Yeah. Like, because there's loads of games like that that are free to play over there that are paid for over here. Isn't FIFA. I was just about to say, there's a version of FIFA. And wasn't there a Need for Speed as well that was free to play over there? Like Need for Speed World or something like that, honestly? Or was that global? Uh, ooh. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just putting everyone on the spot here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, do, how dare you not know about Need for Speed World, the popular <laughs> online MMO? I can tell you about World of Warcraft, though, Dan. Oh, oh. nice, nice. I like uh, it. Uh, well, I say I can. I can't really, to be <laughs> honest. And I will be looking to World of Warcraft correspondent Alice Bell. Yeah, I'm out, coming to you live from Azeroth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there is... In not an, it's not a new game, it's a new mode, is it? World well, of Warcraft? no, kind of. Right, so World of Warcraft first came out like years ago, like 2004, I think, which was before I played. But that version of WoW, the first version of WoW, is very different to the WoW now. And it's, it's <laughs> WoW re- now. WoW now. And it's referred to as Vanilla WoW because it's, you know, original WoW without any of mm-hmm. the bells and whistles. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, there are... There's a, a substantial, I guess, group of players who really liked Vanilla WoW. And Blizzard have been kind of notorious for shutting down um, independent servers that run Vanilla WoW. Okay. So one of the most famous ones uh, that was shut down recently was called Nostalrius. It's like nostalgia. Ah. Uh, and that, that was a server running and, and what, Vanilla WoW. Were they a fan of Mac or Rice or something? Where did the last part come from? <laughs> Right. You know, it's like it's like a world, and it? it's a fantasy world, right? It, right. Okay. Uh, so uh, they shut down the server, and they, and they've not offered their own alternative, basically, for a long time. Uh, basically, I think because it's quite difficult to do that mm. because it's it's like running an entirely different game, basically. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like this new World of Warcraft classic. Yeah. Like, so that if, if I have a shit hot character in World of Warcraft. I'm guessing I can't take them to no. classic. So the so what they yeah what they've announced is that they are working on, you know, a World of Warcraft classic like you know Coke classic as opposed to New Coke, <laughs> uh, to run on servers so people can play original WoW again and that'll be the third the kind of level one to level sixty version. Uh, it's still a while away because it like it's quite difficult. But they've just I think they've just kind of been like. You know, calm down, lads. We're on it. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. But it'll be interesting to see what kind of interest there will be in it. Because yeah, you wouldn't, I imagine, be able to Im- like move your characters over or anything. It's a brand new server, so you can't do that anyway. Um, but original WoW was very, very different. It was kind of, it was much more grindy. It was less streamlined. Uh, and people want this. Well, there were other things about it as well that people liked, as I understand it. Um, it's the idea of it kind of that it was it felt I guess a bit more kind of wild, so it was it was emptier and and there were less there were fewer outposts and things so like making mm. it around the map felt more of an achievement and stuff like that I think, um, but there it was it was kind of a it was a, uh, I guess slower and more considered and you had to be much more tactical and stuff as I understand it I didn't play Vanilla WoW my husband did, but. Uh, so what what at what point did you come into it? Had it already been pretty streamlined? Uh oh yeah yeah like the the first expansion changed things quite a lot even and it it changes a little bit every time. The patch notes for WoW are really fun. They've got loads of jokes in them. If you like reading patch notes, um, and who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, there's a so all these things that they're touting as coming to uh, World of Warcraft Classic. 
are these from the old game? Like, there's a, a twenty-player co-op mode, new quests, bosses, or is that, or is that? I well, mean, it depends. Or is that like. New, is that coming to new World of Warcraft? Well, they had like quests and bosses, you know. Anyway, they might bring back the original raids and stuff. I don't know. Right, yeah. But um, it's recreating that whole experience. It'll be interesting to see if they do like, if they recreate it faithfully or if they make it slightly in line. You know, when you like, you remember un- the first Uncharted looking amazing and then you go mm. back and play it now and you're like, oh, actually, in, in the light of <laughs> advancements, mm. it doesn't look that great. I just remember it looking great. Like, whether they're going to re- recreate it, how it actually was or how people remember it being will be interesting. Mm. Because uh, uh, I think it was the executive producer was quoted a while ago as saying, like, people think they want vanilla well, but they don't. <laughs> Maybe and it's just w- like here. I we'll give it to you, but you're not gonna like it. Yeah, have it and see how you get on. Well, thanks very much, Alice. You've been excellent at answering my questions. Thanks uh, on all things Blizzard and uh, World of Warcraft, which is something I can't really say for David Cage. Dan, no, uh, David Cage. Uh, so we spoke. So th- there was an interview he did with uh, Eurogamer, and I think he spoke to Gamespot as well afterwards. David, David Cage. Um, Video game author and uh, director and writer of Detroit Become Human. We spoke last week on the podcast about PlayStation's Paris Games Week showing uh, the trailers of The Last of Us and Detroit, which caused some controversy then. Um, well, yeah. Well, David Cage was. Good old Cage. He was asked about the trailer that showcased domestic violence and. It was the, one of the most baffling kind of interviews that I've seen in quite a while. This actually. is like because we said last week, you and I are both kind of quantic dream apologists. Oh, yeah, me too, in that, me too. like, hey guys, we kind of like you know, like Heavy Rain was like flawed, but we liked it. Like I really liked the No Mad Soul and the stuff. I thought I fucking love Fahrenheit. Blew me away when yeah. I first played it. Yeah, and I think like, I played through Heavy Rain like seven or eight times to get all the different endings. Uh, yeah. And I remember you, Colin, were like, you said, I think David Cage like gets a bit of a doing that he doesn't deserve. I and know, I think, and then this interview and then this comes is the thing, out. Like, I, I think maybe like, the games might do, but then in the con, I don't think David Cage gets less than he deserves because he says such stupid shit all the time. And I've said to both of you multiple times that David Cage should just not be allowed to talk about his own games mm-hmm. and they should hire an actor to pretend to be David Cage. And then I was like, but what if they already have? What if David <laughs> Cage is not, in fact, a real person? And he's just an actor who's hired to say stupid shit. Because without this, we wouldn't be talking about Detroit or exactly. Heavy Rain. Exactly. I'd yeah. almost forgotten Detroit existed yeah. until this weekend. So. Well, yeah, he was asked about the scene, and I think he, he was even asked about does like the way you interact with it does it trivialize it? And what he said was, uh, yeah, peculiar. Like he said, you don't choose to talk about domestic abuse. Can we do it with a French accent? Uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like I was like, oh, let's write a scene about domestic abuse. Um, it's not how it works. When you're a writer, you talk about things that move you, that you feel really deep inside you. That's something that moves you, and you hope it'll move people too. Now, it's a muddled, it's a muddled answer from a man who probably wasn't expecting as harsh questions as he got, but I'm not sure why. Because surely he saw the reception to the trailer. Some good, some fucking bad. Like... It just he wasn't prepared for it whatsoever, and <laughs> and as well, like I don't. It's just such a shite answer. I mean, I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at domestic abuse. Obviously, I'm laughing at David Cage because, for fuck's sake, man. I mean, he did at the start of that interview. They were the uh, interview was like, "Have you 
seen the reaction. He's like, no, no, I have not. I have not seen the reaction. Because uh, they keep him in an actual cage. That's they why. They keep him in a white no box. The internet. Like they keep I. him in the David cage. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the way... Just, just saying, like, it's not like I was like, oh, I'm going to write a scene about domestic abuse. You were. Clearly you were. You were. <laughs> and it's, but that's the thing. It's like, that's okay. That's, there's no problem. But why the fuck, why would you say that? I had no problem with the trailer whatsoever. But just reading this, it's like, what? Just shut up, man. Just shut up. Mm. Just so go. It's, the, what I, yeah, it's like, I don't understand. Uh, what is it again? Yeah, you don't choose to talk about domestic abuse. It's not like I was like, oh, let's write a scene about domestic abuse. Clearly you were. That's what <laughs> happened. That's, That's 100% what happened. what happened. Because then he went on to say, like, you talk about something that has moved me. So, like, you can't think about, like, in the abstract, like, what moves me? Oh, you know, violence to women is upsetting. I don't, like, mm-hmm. what is he talking about? What is he talking? And he keeps saying like stuff like, "Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to say anything with my games. I'm just asking questions." They don't mean it's not meaningful, but at the same time, he's going like, "You just hope it moves someone." Like, I mean, it's okay to tackle these kind of subjects. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The games are a form of like a medium for that kind of thing to get across a bigger problem to society. But it's just the way he responded to it, which is a bit like, "Oh, come on, mate." Well, just well, that's it. Have a better fucking answer. What you said is the answer. Yeah. Is the like well? I, I think the games can tackle these issues, and that's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. And we're giving it our best shot. Who knows? Like it, uh, it may not be received by the public the way we anticipated. But you know, in a couple of months' time, you'll see. Done. Yeah. Like rather than I, I don't know. I just I didn't write it. Someone else did. Or like, I, the thing is, and I've seen other people picking up on it as well. The way he talks about it, it makes it sound like he doesn't actually. He's not at all interested in any of the issues that he's making his games about. But he has just honed in on those issues, like uh, you know, yeah, race and domestic abuse, and like uh, all that kind of, like heavy topics like that. As things that will make him a legitimate writer, he's like, if, like it's not that he's interested in them; they're just serious things that a serious writer would talk about. He, he usually tackles them quite well, though, if I remember rightly. I, I'm... I can't like, actually. Like, in Heavy Rain, there was the, the much of that. I, I guess there was a little bit of that, wasn't there? I thought it was handled quite well. There was nothing in Heavy Rain that I, after I finished, like, oh, that was a bit kind of. No, well, I mean, like, the introduction of the female character where she's having a dream about being chased we naked around chased. her flat. Oh, I shit, was yeah. Like, I was thinking more about the the, um, the female friend of, uh, oh, God, the tubby guy. I can't remember any of their names. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Scott, Scott Shelby. Yeah. yeah. But, like, come on, mate. Uh, yeah, and I think that's what many people will be saying to Brendan Green, player unknown as well, if uh, PUBG doesn't come out by the end of the year. Just oh, yeah. come on, mate. That's what they'll be saying to him. Uh, He's running out of time. Uh, he is, isn't he? Well, I can tell you that Player Unknown's Battlegrounds will be available on the Xbox One on the 12th of December, but via the Xbox Game Preview Program. It won't be out out mm-hmm. but it's still apparently on track to be to get a full release on PC yeah. this year just PC I believe so, so yeah so full release on PC and then the kind of early access version on Xbox which to be fair is I guess it's what they kind of yeah I, I don't mind that as long as I can play it that's all that matters yeah so, well uh, I'm excited um, yeah, yeah like I, I just I don't know I I like they they have been saying for a number of months now that yeah the full game will be released come the end of the year, 
so if they don't reach that milestone, it'd be a bit bit upsetting. But at the same time, what is the full release nowadays? I mean, like, that's that's the other side of it. Is that like like something like Steam Early Access or the Xbox Game Preview Program? Like, where do they fit in, or where where does a game release a proper full release fit into that? Because you get you get a game on release day and it's going to be patched to fuck anyway. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I don't know. But um, but yeah, it is coming to Xbox One. Date confirmed and all that. So I, I know you're looking forward to it, Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's player known now. Now we know the release date. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I've been watching a lot on... Because I don't I really have a PC at home that can... Because I spend all day on like, work on a PC mm. or a Mac. I don't want to go home and then mouse and keyboard it. So like a controller. Yeah. Um. So I'm excited to actually get it on my Xbox. So... Mm. It, it, I'm ex- interested to see because it's obviously been massively popular on on Steam, and I'm interested to see how the numbers how they translate on, yeah. on Xbox when they explode like they have done. Yeah, because usually if you look at numbers, like consoles tend to sell a lot more than PC games for the most part. Um, like Overwatch, I think sold more on consoles than on PC, even though it's considered a PC game, mm. which is weird. So I, I don't know whether it's what is it, eleven million, twelve million on PC? Battlegrounds growing yeah. at about a million a week. I, it's a lot. So I can't see it selling those figures on console though. So this might be. It'll be interesting. But you, you are tapping into an oh, audience like similar to yourself, maybe million, that, that don't that don't have yeah. uh, gaming PCs at home. Mm. So. This is this is their their way into into mm. battlegrounds and a lot of our community like on on the Xbox site it tracks really well in terms of yeah. like you can tell what's going to be a big game just mm-hmm. by how it's tracking uh, and PUBG is tracking really well like every time we do a new story it's one of the biggest kind of most read stories that day. What about LA Noir? LA Noir on the Nintendo is Switch is that the, tracking well no, on XboxAchievements.com? Uh, fully any, no, it's not funny is enough. It, no, it, no, 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 that's no. not one of your finest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but LA Noir is being uh, remastered for um, the Xbox as well. This so, is true. So, so it, pretend it I works. said something like that. Yeah, and uh, it's also on Switch. Did you know that, Colin? <laughs> it's funny you should mention that, Dan, because that's actually the next story. Um, because uh, some users on the... I'm still not sure how to pronounce this yet. Is it Reset Era or well, Reset Era? Reset Era. Yeah. Reset Era. That's what I'm going with. But I like reading it as Reset Era. Reset Era. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what, like, I think Dean was trying to talk to me about it. It's like Reset Era, Reset Era. I was like, Reset Era? Yeah. yeah. Which, like, uh, well, the, the Reset, I'm sure, yeah, the listener knows what we're talking about. The Reset Era forums. One of the uh, ones that rose from the ashes of Gaff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, a couple of users on that spotted something interesting about the Eleanor Switch port. So, when you buy a Switch, um, or yeah, without a, a, an SD card, if you just buy a vanilla Switch, you won't be able to fit the entirety of L.A. Noir on your Switch. You have to have a micro SD card to play the game. Now, I know a lot of people will have a micro SD card, fine, yeah. But, it, it, like, I, straight away, there are... Like, everyone loves the Switch, grand, whatever. Uh, I love it too. There's been some fantastic games this year. But, I don't know, it, it, so, sometimes people are quick to forget the little foibles that the Switch has. Yeah. Like that. Like the fact that there is fucking no storage on it to, like, like L.A. Noir, Like, one game, and it, ca- and, and it, it would fill your thing entirely, entirely and you still wouldn't be able to play it. Like, it's, yeah. it's, that's, so, ah, that's, that's outrageous. So like. the Switch has... Th- 32 gig. 
LA Noir as a digital, as a download is 29. That blows my mind that it's 29 gigs on the <laughs> Switch. It's still mm. the third party ones. They're massive. But like, if I, I reckon it'll be similar sizes on the Xbox, surely. So like, that can't do like 4K. So what is it? What is the, the file size coming know. from? Don't know. But yeah, I'm, so that's the download. And if you buy the cartridge, it'll be 14 gigs. Still 14 so, gigs though, right? Yeah. I mean, at least you can get Stardew on it as well, because yeah. that's like 300 meg. <laughs> Two most important ones. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And Stardew Gold Valley. Story and as well. then, yeah, there you go. But it's, it's the, the first party in Ninja games tend to be taking up less space. People have spoiled just the third party ones that are just the, I bigger. Just can't really figure out this whole cartridge thing. We haven't mm. had to do that in a while. So just copy and paste the code from the other platforms. They'll never notice. Yeah. Um, what can the Switch do? Can the Switch do 1080? Uh, Switch can do 1080, yeah. Okay, so even at 1080, like, it's not going to be 60 frames. So, like, I can't understand where that 29 gigs is coming from. Uh, like, it's yeah. as if they've just gone, you know what? We, many years ago, we used to take these file sizes and get them down to as small as possible and get them onto a tiny little cartridge. If I get that these days, we'll just, we'll just patch it in. <laughs> or, like, it's as if, like, games devs have, like, not optimised games these days in terms of file sizes in terms of load times and stuff like that. Mm. That's a sweeping statement to make. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a very sweeping statement but, to make. I mean, like, even like, there's a lot of load time tests being going on with the Xbox and stuff, and like so the games that I didn't realise on the old Xbox on the, the one, the vanilla, like a minute and a half for a load screen, I'm like, shit, have I always put up with this? Yeah. Like, so it, it's just on the back of that, but uh, 29 gigs. Well, a couple of years ago, Dan, you didn't have to put up with Osama bin Laden anymore uh, because he went to his eternal resting place. Um, uh, it was 2011. That's mental. Um, but yeah, Jesus, was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, where I think, was that bin Laden or Saddam Hussein? The first person to make a public statement. I think that was bin Laden. The first person to make a public statement about bin Laden was The Rock. I think, <laughs> I, really? I think, or else it was Saddam Hussein. It's it one, it's one of the other. Saddam Hussein, could it? Because he wouldn't have been making comments in, like, the 90s, would he? What? What? No, Saddam Hussein was caught, like... No, about his capture, do you mean? Oh, I thought you just meant about him in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what? Really? Um, The Rock's been a political commentator for (laughs) 23 years? Um, But, yeah, it was like he got his tweet out before... Obama or, or, or like before official word from the government. We did it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. How did he know? uh, Well... The there, rock there, moves there, in serious ways. Was he ask, out there? Ask questions. I he, don't know. He, he was the one that pulled the trigger. Um, <laughs> we did it, guys. I'm just tweeting this. Uh, well, I'm not sure. I don't think The Rock found uh, files uh, that were on Bin Laden's person. Uh, but somebody did. And it was based, there was a hard drive in uh, where they found Bin Laden that had nearly a, half a million files on it. And some of these files <laughs> are interesting to us, I suppose. <laughs> Because we found out through these files that uh, the former ooh, leader, I don't know, what's the, what's the top dog in the Al-Qaeda? I don't know. Leader, president. Pariah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Head honcho. Uh, but yeah, Bin Laden, there was, the, on, on these files, I don't think the actual films, the Resident Evil and Final Fantasy films were on them. I think there was like something about mentions of them and the Devil May Cry anime as well. No, it's because, like, they released the, the files, but I don't think we have all the little ins and outs. And there was also uh, files that, um, 
I think he actually had like games through. He played games through an emulator or something. A DS emulator, including Super Mario Bros., Animal Crossing Wild World, and there were torrents found for PC games Zuma and Army Men too. I mean, he like those aren't the games that I would expect Bin Laden to play. What what games would you expect? Call well, of Duty? Well, Hardly. I mean, no, Animal Crossing. Wild world. Oh, I mean, he was probably quite stressed a lot of the time. Yeah, some, I guess. Some way to unwind. But yeah, uh, he should play more shooters then. It would have got the anger out of him. Maybe. Uh, this is true, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe he, maybe he could have got his aggression out that way. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, right. someone pointed out that like maybe it wasn't his personal computer and other people used it as well, but I choose to believe that Bin Laden was the one playing Animal Crossing <laughs> We can, we can we can we can hope anyway. Yeah, it's a really dodgy subject because you don't want to say much because this guy was a fucking monster. Like, and you don't want to you don't want to say something that might be construed. You go, yeah, Bin Laden played Devil May Cry. I'll, I'll do a feature that's like how Bin Laden playing Animal Crossing humanizes him. <laughs> <laughs> and because of all those things, then we'll move on to the next. <laughs> On to what we've been playing, and I haven't been playing what the two of you have been playing. You've been on holiday. I've been on the holly bobs, but the two of you have been getting comfortable with the Xbox One X, Very which at time of recording is out today. Although <laughs> not many, not many people have it. Well, uh, me and Dan are doing sad faces. Well, I suppose when I say not many, not many who ordered through Amazon. Fuck. Amazon. It's, it seems it seems like pot look. Our like, entire yeah. fucking office ordered through Amazon and none of us have got our Xbox One X. <laughs> and the time is now quarter past three. It's interesting because uh, we all have different statuses for the delivery as well. So mine says, I like I, so loads of people got emails this morning saying that delivery was being delayed. Uh, I didn't and my Xbox uh, was scheduled to uh, sh- like delivering soon will be arrived today. Uh, and then I got an email sort of around lunchtime as if I had been sent the email saying it was delayed, saying that I would get an updated delivery thing, which confused me. But at the time of recording, it still said it would be arriving today. Whereas Dean from uh, Xbox Achievements PlayStation Trophies, uh, it says that he will get his tomorrow and it will deliver soon. Uh, and you have a completely different screen. Yeah, there. yeah mine says out for delivery coming tomorrow and I'm like hold on why does mine say out for delivery but mine's coming tomorrow and Alice's is coming today but it's not yet dispatched like it's all over the place yeah so uh, we're all very cross and the official word from Amazon is that they've lost is that, or is misplaced that, or that, well they've been they haven't done an official statement but they've have they just have been saying different things to different people so they've said they had an issue with stock someone said they lost the orders in the stock which you said sounds like they've had a, a van knocked off right I mean it sounds like there'll be a couple of uh, hot piping hot Xbox One X's you're going to sell us one now in a few cash converters and stuff like that yeah over the next coming days funny you should mention that would you like to buy an Xbox One X for £300 well I don't know tell me Dan should I buy an Xbox One X yes nice well you know what if you've got a 4K TV or you're looking to get a 4K TV absolutely like I'm I'm genuinely like I was a little bit almost cynical. I was like, yeah, it's gonna be four mm. K games, they're gonna be pretty great. But then when I actually got my hands on the console, like it's fucking heavy as well, by the way. Like, yeah. Really yeah. heavy. But I was just kind of blown away by some of the things that it does. Like especially the I know it's not a selling point for the console, but it's a good note for it, like a good little feature. But the stuff that it's done with some of the back compatibility titles, Halo three, Oblivion, Fallout Three. Uh, and I think Assassin's Creed is coming soon, apparently. Like, 
incredible. Like it, it all the the kind of the issues, the the frame rate issues. Um, it smooths out all the textures, puts more detail on them. Uh, nine times as many pixels as the original version. Shit, loads of pixels, mate. So it, it just almost upscales it to 4K. Obviously, it's not 4K or a HD remake, but it mm. actually it's, it looks like gorgeous. And mm. it just, to me, that kind of gives an idea of how powerful the console really is. Mm. Now, the only issue is is that every game is now about 100 gigs, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that, them patches are pretty big. You know mm. what? Like, yes and no. The first party games are ridiculous. Um, Gears is 103, Halo's 110, Forza's 90. But all the third party stuff... And Smaller. That's, it's yeah. the opposite to Nintendo. Yeah, it is. It's, it is the opposite. <laughs> it's Nintendo. Uh, um, the best game that I've seen so far is Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. I've not L- seen Dishonored, too. Looks wise. Looks wise. Uh, and that's only like 30, 40 gig. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins, 45 gig. So they're not that different, really, mm. to the, the kind of the normal version. Usually it's like between, what, 30 and 60 gigs, mm. depending on the, the game, whether it's open world or what. But first party, huge. And why they decided to put one terabyte in it and not two, four, yeah. I have no mm. idea. Obviously, well, I, I do know. Money. I do have an idea. <laughs> yeah. It's cost, yeah. uh, but like, it's just like insane. Because like, I got ten games on it. Oh no, fifteen like, games. Like it's yeah. The the numbers are slightly slightly different, but it is similar to when we're talking about L.A. Noir. Yeah. That like yeah, you're gonna fill that up very quickly. Yeah. Your your one terabyte hard drive. Oh, I filled mm. it up. So I downloaded every single game that you can play now in four K. Which is about four? No, it's probably more like fifty now at the moment. Mm-hmm. Downloaded every single one, filled the hard drive up within minutes, and I've filled up a two terabyte hard drive as well. Shit. So mm. yes, but, uh, it's a problem. As you mentioned, there that there are now forty. So it's a weird one. So when we so we got review units of that are they are retail units, but review units of the Xbox One X a bit early, so we could kind of have information and coverage ready for you, good people. Uh, and when we got them, there were very few things that were actually taking advantage of that were actually Xbox One X enhanced. It was like, and it was weird shit. Six, like, was it for the first kind of week? So, like, Origins, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins was like day and date as soon as it came out. It oh, really? was Xbox enhanced. Really, Mine yeah. wasn't. Really? Yeah. My patch didn't drop till Friday. Really? Yeah. Mm, it, well, uh, and then there was. Eventually, uh, Halo 5 Guardians, but it was uh, Gears of War 4, and then like weird shit like Zoo Tycoon. Disneyland Adventures. And then Disneyland Adventures, um, and, and then Super Rush, Lucky's Tale. A Pixar Adventure yeah. as well was on there, and that's Super Lucky's Tale. And of all the games that I'd want to kind of sell the console on and send out to reviewers, like five of those six are not them. Yeah. Disneyland mm. Adventures, I couldn't tell what whether it was the same as last gen or whatever or... Like, it was ridiculous, but like Gears, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got the new performance mode in that and the new visuals mode. Mm-hmm. So then in 4K, but. when we were kind of talking about it, it, one of the things was like, well, there's not a lot of games actually that would recommend it really. But then, and then over this weekend just gone, they were dropping like fucking Tomb Raiders out now, uh, yeah. Homefront Revolution for some reason, uh, Call of Duty, I think that one's done now as yeah. well. Like, Hitman, there's Final Fantasy 15, Wolfenstein, Evil Within 2. Dishonored, as you mentioned. Yeah, like, and Dishonored dropped. So Bethesda were like, let's just roll the patches yeah. out boom, 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 on a boom, Saturday. Boom, yeah. my, my, well, my only thing is that, yeah, all those, that's all brilliant, but what's, like, 
what is this console being sold on, software-wise? Like Super Lucky's Tale. It doesn't I, really have a launch title. No, does it? I don't think it's been sold on that. I think, like I know it. I it like it's, just... it's not. Yeah, I. I it is uh, like in the same vein as a PS4 Pro. It is the half-step console. This isn't. It doesn't an feel Xbox like Xbox Two. Yeah. It doesn't feel like one. No, it doesn't. Like it's, four, it's four times more powerful than the Xbox Vanilla. The Xbox One Vanilla. How many teraflops? It's six teraflops. Six teraflops. Versus, I want to say 1.21 was the Rubbish. Xbox One. Versus 1.31 was mm. the Xbox One S. So, I mean, it's considerably more powerful. Now, when you consider the Xbox 360 against the Xbox, the original Xbox, I think the original, I think that was five times more powerful. So it's almost that kind of generational okay. jump. So that's what yeah. I'm comparing it. Like, five, Xbox 360 was five times the Xbox mm-hmm. original. And the Xbox One was five times the Xbox 360. And then... Yeah, I think I'm with you. And then yeah. the, the Xbox One X is like over four times more powerful than the so Xbox is, yeah, I One. Suppose when yeah. you break it down like that, it is a considerable jump. Yeah. I think I, if you're looking to future-proof, then the Xbox One X is definitely the... like. If you, But what, what if I'm looking to get a spang new console now to play stuff on if oh. there's the thing like if you're happy with your current console then you don't need to get a new one and I still think that you that you shouldn't like go out of your way to get one unless you have all the 4k HDR stuff but if you were going to get a new console anyway you should get the Xbox One X mm-hmm. I agree more so than Say the PS4 Pro. Well, yeah. this is the thing with the PlayStation versus Xbox at the moment, which is always going to come back to, is Sony has the first party exclusives and they are great across the board mm-hmm. and they've got so many good ones coming up as well. But on the Xbox side, they're a little bit lacking. Mm-hmm. But the third party games look incredible. So if you're just buying the third party games, when considering that most of the year it's third party games, mm. then you're going to get the best version on the Xbox One X from what I've seen so far. Yeah. But the PS4 Pro looks fucking great as well. Don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Origins looked great on the Pro. It did, but I think it looks better on the <laughs> Xbox yeah, it One does. X. It does. Thing. So it depends how much, like, it depends what you so do it, is important to you, basically. Is it, like, there is a noticeable difference. Yes. Yeah. Like, Massively. Yeah. Oh, wait, between the Pro. No, no just, just, no, just just like the, the X, X and the X. The, the X, <laughs> the X yeah. and the S. Uh, the, no, the X and the just normal one. Okay, yeah, yeah massively. Yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah. I, think there's, I think there's a difference between that and the Pro as well. Between X and Pro? Yeah. I've not had a chance to test them. But against the vanilla and the S, night and day. Mm. Night and day. It's like going, it's like putting your glasses on for the first time. And going, oh shit! I didn't realize this, this my vision was that bad. <laughs> this is how other people see things. Yeah. But it's again, a- like, you're not getting the most of it unless you've got one of the tip-top TVs. Yeah. Well, that's the other side of it. Like, I don't have a 4K TV. It looks so- good in the office, and that's not a, mm. an expensive it's 4K true, TV. It does look good, but, but I don't, not, I don't know if the full effect of it. Yeah, I don't know if I drop that much money and then have to get a TV as well. Kind of thing. Yeah. If you're planning on getting a, a TV. And if you were going to get a new console for Christmas anyway, yeah, I just then bought I'd the, uh, the X, so. I just bought an OLED for the Xbox One X. Oh, it looks so good, so good. So if you've got an OLED, oh mate, mate, oh, <laughs> oh just um, orgasms on the video gamer podcast. And the box itself is a lot. It, like it, it just having the Xbox One X compared to like the original PlayStation, the original Xbox One, and the Pro, you you're just reminded like. These consoles are really fucking ugly. 
because the X just looks so much better. Just yeah. because it is, it's small, it's compact, it's not trying to look cool. It's just, it's just there, and and that makes it just. So it's, it's, the, just it's the fans of yeah, 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 right? like, yeah. I'm not trying to be cool. I just am. Well, that's the only way to be cool. X- if you're Xbox not One X just kicking jukeboxes. Yeah. Well, okay. I remember when the S came out and everyone was like, oh my God, this is a sexy looking console. Then they must have gone, let's just do that, but smaller. Yeah. And that's mm. effectively what they've done. It, it is heavy, as yeah. you say. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, got, like, it's got the power pack in the back of it as well. So it does tip off balance yeah. when you pick it up. And those teraflops yeah. are heavy, mate. They're well heavy. Yeah. It's like a I, kilogram I said of it's, teraflop. It's kind of like, you know, when you get a brownie, but it's like one of those really thick ones that you feel like you could build a house out of. <laughs> like, it's like one of them. Like, you feel like every bit inside... The Xbox One X is full of some kind of technology to to make it better. Should we be the first outlet kind of company to build a house out of Xbox One Xs? Sure, yeah. that'd be really cool. Let's do that. <laughs> I and think then you could get flamethrowers to it or something like that. Oh no, mate, it's fireproof. Uh, the, just is, at the home. Xbox One X is yeah. fireproof. Yeah, at home. <laughs> don't don't listen to me there, and don't just go. <laughs> yeah, don't. Um, hi, Dan. I, I set fire to it in the oven, and uh, yeah, it doesn't so work. So those now. videos are like, here's how to charge your uh, iPhone in ten seconds. Put it in the microwave with some tin foil. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking fantastic. Um, but yeah, on on the topic of the Xbox One X, Alice Bell, have mm. you played much Call of Duty? No, but WW two. I played Xbox a bit of it. Right. Uh, Does it again? Is this does it look marvellous? It looks really good, especially the water as well. It's difficult for games to do water well. Uh, and the one thing I noticed from playing, I played maybe an hour, uh, mm, I don't know, a couple hours maybe, mm. uh, of the single player so far. So this is very early impressions. But the one thing I noticed was like, that water looks really good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and the faces and stuff, because it's all mo-capped actors mm-hmm. uh, as well. So that's good. It's. It does seem. So I was saying this to you earlier. It seems like they are trying to avoid the kind of. It's like it, Steve Burns said. Like so often when developers try and do like war, it's terrible. What they accidentally end up saying is war. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it seems like they are kind of consciously trying to avoid the war. It's awesome thing. So there's no. It's no like you got five headshots or anything in the single player. There are no like damage numbers or anything like that. There's no like like yeah good shot kind of stuff it's and they're emphasizing kind of they're trying to build that sort of band of brothersy team so you've got like characters that you remember and kind of like this guy will throw you can you know this guy will give you health packs and this guy will give you ammo so like even in the single player they'll help you out which is kind of cool um i found the shooting the gun feel <laughs> a, gun bit, feel. a bit uh, it took me a while to get to be with it because some it does the auto aim kind of aim assist stuff sometimes and sometimes not. Can you not turn that off? You can. It does it sometimes. Well, that others. might just be me. Like it's probably like there's kind of one of a, there'll be like a hitbox for when it will. Mm. If you're aiming in the right direction, yes, for when it will okay. do it. Um, so maybe that's a bit smaller than I was used to. But there's no health regen, so it's gone. It's gone Hardcore. back to yeah. Like is it is it. Again, early impressions, but is it better for that? Is it better that, like, because last year, obviously, went to space. Like, yeah. They pushed it as far as possible. Yeah. And now have <laughs> gone back to their roots. I believe the phrase is boots on the ground. I think so. I don't I believe so. Yeah, I don't think they said that much, but mm. yeah. Um, I think so. It's certainly, I think, it's, I mean, it's shaping up to be probably the, the one of the better single player campaigns they've done mm. in a while uh, but it does I mean spoilers for World War 2 
but people will die in it. And I think what? maybe... It, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, Alice. And maybe it doesn't earn it as, like, you know, because it starts off literally, like, first thing you do is D-Day landing, and which and that's obviously, like, a huge kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows, very iconic. Um, and with something like, like the TV show Band of Brothers, you will have spent... you The first few episodes is all, like, them in training, you getting to know them. Uh, establishing them as characters so that when they are in danger, you're like, shit. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I get that. Yeah, because they were real people as well, so it's very fleshed out. I'm going uh, to be really cynical as well. That I thought that they did the 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 D-Day better in COD 2 than they did in World War 2. So when they did it back in the day. <laughs> For real. Like I just think they pulled it off better because like, I've done that bit. Uh, and you just basically run 10 foot and then you're in the trenches. It's like, well, hold, hold I, on. Thought, I thought you for a second you were like than they did in like the real world. War. No, no. In like Call of Duty 2. <laughs> the so, real world did D-Day better. <laughs> but because I have zero recollection of Call of Duty 2, I'm not sure even if I played it, to be honest. So you, you're running across the beaches. There's mortars going off everywhere. Mm. And then you have to climb the cliffs. Yeah. Um, and then there's Is it just falling. that it's longer and more dramatic? It's in... just more cinematic. And I think like it's... Almost a little. Maybe it's too cinematic, and that was the issue. I, I, it, I felt like it was done very well in a kind of it was very well framed, sort of Spielberg esque kind of thing. But my issue with with it was that like, literally two minutes before you've been like, these characters are my best friends, and I care about them. Oh, and so, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, then it was yeah, like, yeah. well, I, I, Alice Bell, the player, do not. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have not earned any emotional buy in from me yet. Yeah, there, sh- there should have been a build up. I think to if they D-Day, if they right? wanted it to be like that kind of you know real emotional mm-hmm. story Establish thing, the they needed they yeah. needed to do some kind of subject, which I get is like a hard thing to ask for for a first person shooter. But if that's kind of how you're selling it, then you know I don't know. I okay. mean, you you say that, but I think Wolfenstein Two achieves that. It makes you laugh. It makes you care. It makes you cry. Maybe. Don't think I cried during it, but <laughs> but I will say I, I did for the purpose of this. Uh, Dan, you have also played it. I have, yes. Uh, I don't think you're as hot on it as I was. I, no, I thought it was a great game, but there's just a couple of, there's, well, there's one plot point that really threw me. I think I know which one it is now as well, because I read an article about it. And it's utter bollocks. Oh, well, you shouldn't have ruined it for it. It's well, because I know I'm not going to get around to playing it for a while. Mm. It was, and I it just, was a very good article. So. I just found it utter bollocks. Like, uh, is it, like, I'm going to try and motion to you now without giving it away? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, 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 yeah. <laughs> that, I just found that the most ridiculous scene in video games that I've ever seen. And I played a lot of stupid fucking video games in the time. What did you think of that scene, Colin? See... I I I enjoyed it because really? I, yeah because I enjoy Wolfenstein's uh, kind of weird marriage of the absolute like ludicrous and quite somber um, kind of moments involving characters that you have established relationships with and that you care about. Like I I I think it does it very well. Like and the reason that didn't. Mate, the, reason, was, the reason I didn't have the same effect as that, I I get it. Uh, yeah, I get it. All right, but fucking the re- the reason the reason it didn't have the same effect on me. Well, I don't like they do similar in the first one. All right, yeah, I get it. It's not as not as much, but they do like spoilers for Wolfenstein: The New Order. They go to the fucking moon, like you know. It, I'm okay it's, with it's that. Not, I'm okay with that. 
It's just this scene in two was just like, you've gone too far, guys. You've gone too far. Like, <laughs> fucking right in. Come on. Like, I just, I, I was like, oh, wow, what's going to happen here? What? What? What just happened? Mm. Fuck you, uh, Machine where, Games. Did you enjoy the rest of no, it? No, the rest of it was great, yeah. And, and that just threw me. And I thought it's a really good game and I'd recommend it to people. Um, the the gunplay, I'm going to get that one back in, gunplay. Gunfeel. It, gunfeel it's, is oh, my, it's gunfeel, not gunplay. Gunfeel is my favourite, useless. Uh, the gunfeel, the, gun, the gunplay. Uh, it's one of the most satisfying games to kind of just shoot. You've got the, uh, I'm, this is where I'm going to get the name wrong. Is it the Laser Lasercraft? Lasercraft uh, work. Yeah. Lasercraft work. That is just the best gun ever. Mm-hmm, just yeah. disintegrating people. Uh, and then just double shotguns, double assault rifles. But it, it's, <laughs> for me, it, it is the quiet quiet moments that make those feel special. When, well, it's, it when you're when you're in the right time, yeah, right? When, when you're uh, kind of getting a bit of an insight into BJ's past or you're walking around Roswell and seeing KKK and Nazi soldiers interact, and see, and even seeing some Americans welcome the Führer. Yeah, I know what well, you're talking the about. The bit with the it's in Roswell, and the two guys are trying to speak German. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great scene. I'll you just stop it's there really good. and just listen to him for like two or three minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it is ludicrous. But it's great. Though. Yeah, it is, and it's so much fun. And like. I think that's what makes the game so likable. The fact that it does have these peaks and troughs and at the, at the right time. Because if it was just, here's, because it's a long game, here's 15 hours of just mm. yeah. double shotguns, I'd be like, I'm mentally it, it, exhausted. It would be too tiresome. Yeah, like. it would be. Um, because, yeah, 15 hours of shooting something in the face. Yeah. Whilst you can make that fun, it can get a little bit... A little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, but 15 hours, it's not a patch really on Assassin's Creed Origins. No, it's not. Uh, Dan, I think you... Have you started Yeah, I, I put a few hours in over the weekend. I was going to test it on the Xbox One X for like five minutes. Four hours later, and I'm still playing it, so... Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's, it's got its hooks in your song. Yeah, it's... Um, and I haven't played an Assassin's Creed properly since three... Which is... I think three put a lot of people off. I liked three. Really? it's just too grindy. I thought three was shite. Like... But three, three last me. I mean, because but I was, I was on my way. I was getting burnt because yeah. I was like, I just revelations. I know it comes up every yeah. couple of months on this. What a fucking shit yeah. game! Like so boring. What a waste yeah. of time. Never ever play that game. Anyone listening, if you ever get the chance to, don't. I don't think it was that bad. Oh, uh, revelations geez. is much better than three. I don't know, but it's boring. Like nothing happens. At least things happen. Hey, in three. There's, there's like a tower defense game in Revelations. Oh my god. I, I forgot, forgot about, about that. that. So good. Jesus. But yeah, so you're playing Origins has you though. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm sold. And like it looks incredible on the One X as well. Uh yeah, I'm all over it. I love I like the character. Uh I love the setting. Um I love just the the kind of the the ecosystem. Like I was just I was up at Senna, is the, the bird called Senu, yeah. Senu. Um I don't know what Senna is, I was a race car Senu, driver. Ayrton Senna, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh Senu, but like you can fly around and then you can see like I don't know, lions fighting I don't know, like well, small deers and gazelles and stuff. Mm. Then yeah. you can kind of go and just watch it. I did that for quite a lot and just watch vultures just chase down little deers. Vultures are dickheads to fight as well. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And you since the last podcast you finished it, Alice. Yeah. Um, yeah, finalised your review and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the last time on the podcast you were talking about the story, yeah, not being as strong as the world. Yeah, I think the story, uh, it 
ends up being paced a bit weirdly. So it starts kind of in the middle of, in media res, in the middle of things, uh, in like, which is not bad, but I think the way it does it is maybe a bit weird in, in that it starts kind of in with a cutscene and then maybe flashes back or forwards and then there's another flashback to you flashing back before that. and then for, So it kind of like muddles its own... Uh, timeline a bit so mm-hmm. that when you're actually playing the game you're like I'm not sure when this is yeah. but I know things have happened so okay. <laughs> and it also doesn't help that your mate looks like you when you were young so I'm oh, like is, yeah. that, is that my mate or is that me oh it's it's alright you just called me by my name that's me and then it's sort of the, the pacing in the middle is weird, is weird and there's long stretches of having to level up so you can do this but then by the end it sort of gets weirdly easier because I think they're trying to rush you through because the, the end has loads of like epic bits where like other historical characters turn up and then you have big battles and stuff and then there's you know chariot kind of fleeing the city burning and all this kind of shit and it's sort of that all kind of smushes together at the end in I think that could have benefited from being spread out into the middle where there was less going on right but yeah it's interesting that it is the Assassin's Creed that's got you back I think it's going to get a lot of people back as well I think everybody seems to be really positive about it I don't mm-hmm. remember the last time Black I think flag. it was- Black Flag is the one that kept me on board because I was gonna, I was like, this is it after three. Is that, is that the pirate one? And then with Black Flag, yeah. I was like... On board. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, like it. I like it, I like it. I was like, oh, pirates, great. But yeah, but same, not coincidence, because same lead team on Black Flag as on Origins, so... I just love everything about it. I'm, I'm sold on it, and I haven't been sold on an Assassin's Creed game in so long. Mm-hmm. No, I love 2. I thought 2 was one of the best games of last gen. Like the jump that it went from one to two. And then Ezio was such a great character. Uh, and then it kind of lost its way, starting with Revelation. Uh, I didn't mind three, but I found Connor to be quite dull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm done. And weirdly, I like the present day stuff. So The present day stuff in this one is actually really good. What? The present day stuff? Yeah. Spoiler! It's not a spoiler. As present day stuff in every Assassin's Creed. Well, yeah. I've not played him in all, such a long time. <laughs> there wasn't in three, though, was there? Uh, yeah, there was. It started. Three, three was where you were working at Ubisoft, wasn't it? Was yeah, I think three was, was that Black Flag. I don't know. We got very messy. No, I think that was Black Flag. Was that because Black Flag? I, I think three, they started it in the present three, day. Three was where um, it's Desmond and his old fella. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Which is the one that I played recently that didn't have it? Oh, like I Syndicate, <laughs> Syndicate and Unity, like they just no, got they, away with it, right? No, they did it at the swear. beginning and then they just. Well, yeah, maybe it was one of the ones where you could come out of the. Anyway, yeah, it has some cool present day stuff as well. Right. Mm, mm. Well, do you know I was talking about Desmond and uh, his father and family? Family is important. <laughs> relationships with uh, family members and friends is important. Da- da- see, <laughs> see, see, I was, I was, when that was mentioned, I was like, bang, there's my in. But then you went down a tangent about Sorry. all of stuff. So Sorry, that's like, my fault. I don't care. I'm using this. Dan anyway. hasn't been on the podcast since like, the first one? Yeah, the first like time April. he was on ages April, ago. Yes. So he hasn't seen how your segues have evolved. I mean, if, yeah. If they've evolved. <laughs> um, well, Life is Strange Before the Storm is evolving before my very eyes because <laughs> I came on this podcast and said I enjoyed episode one when I treated it like a comedy because that's what it was. It's a, it's a kind of like it's a, a terribly executed emotional tale of teenage uh, kind of 
love, I suppose, and, a, and friendship and companionship. Uh, it's awfully executed. However, as a comedy, it's great. It is quite, it is quite good fun. Just imagining there's like a laugh track and an audience, like yeah, like there's so many things I'd love. Like, to we should skip school. Skip school. There's, ha, 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 ha. there's so many, there's so many things that I'd love to mention on this podcast about it, but I won't because I go into spoilers about specific moments. Yeah. Episode two, much better. Because I think Chloe is becomes far more likable in two because I thought in in one she was just annoying, uh, and in episode two, uh, Rachel Amber, I think there are large sections where she isn't in it, uh, which is good because she's a very annoying character and impossibly confident and cocky in a way that you only see on The X Factor when there's a 15-year-old and they walk in and they're like, Simon, I'm about to fucking blow you away, motherfucker. But wait, aren't they meant to be that old? Aren't they like 15, 16? They, they, yeah, I think they are about that, aren't they? So doesn't that kind of... No, but it, 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 she just seems too Hollywood to me. It doesn't, it doesn't seem real. Aren't they all Hollywood? We were talking about this in the office a little bit upstairs, yeah. like literally before the podcast, that there's... The archetypes and everyone fits them. You've got the the D and D geek. You've got the jock. You've got um, the rich boy. The rich boy, and then you have got the bitchy girl, mm. and then you've got uh, the, there's, there's cheerleaders and stuff in it. So you've got all those kind of archetypes. So it is to so me. What's Amber then? Um, she is Rachel uh, Amber. Even well, she is. I guess she's the the kind of like the the spacey kind of like um, almost like hippie kind of. Free, free spirit, yeah, free spirit. Oh, Manny Pixie Dream Girl. Excuse me. What? <laughs> what did you? Do say? you guys not know the Manny Pixie Dream Girl trope? No. The, the, what? I can't, I, you're saying Manic. You, is that one word? Manny Pixie many? Dream Girl. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Four words. Wow, you said four words very quickly there. <laughs> Manic Pixie impressive. Dream Girl. So the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is a trope that's basically any character Zoe Deschanel has played. Ah. Uh, so it's like she Elf. is she a manic pixie dream girl? Well, that? it's like she's it's actually a pixie in that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. So it, like the manic pixie dream girl exists to be quirky and be like, let's eat ice cream in winter and like let's That's let's so go random. let's go running outside in the rain or like let's listen to these yeah. iPod headphones but without plugging them in and just imagine the music ourselves and yeah. they and they draw the kind of moody sensitive man out of his kind of mm-hmm. his funk. They exist, like, I think the quote is like, they, ex- they exist only in the fevered imagination of male writers to be like fun and like understand you and like quirk up your life. Yeah. Is that a Spice Girls song? I was thinking <laughs> 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 you really? I was genuinely just thinking the same. <laughs> we have words in the office for far too long together. Because <laughs> if Rich was here, Rich would be saying the same as yeah, well. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's probably Rachel Ember. Um, yeah. She is your your free spirit. Your uh, like, it's, it's hard to talk about episode two of Before the Storm because um, it, it, we, we would be talking specifically about this, the story because I, I mentioned that's the game. Right? That's the yeah. game, and I've mentioned before. I don't like the what's it called? Is it back talk? The new system. Yeah, I just don't like it. It's I have never failed it once. No, it's, I, it's, it's basically listen to every word that they're saying quite carefully. Then after they're done, look at the options and f- oh, they go, oh, egg. They said the word egg. That's probably it. And you're right. Do you know? 
Like, I don't know why. I'll hit you over the head with this egg. <laughs> oh, you're such an eggy what, bastard. What do, you want with your, what do you want with your bacon? Oh, I'm going to back talk and get eggs. Yeah, yeah. It's like, do you want eggs? Just, yes, I'll have eggs. I think it's, I think it's quite easy. Like, uh, that. The first episode, I struggled a little bit, and that's because I kept staring at the timer, going, oh, shit, I need to answer quickly. Uh, but the second episode, I didn't get one wrong. So, yeah, you didn't like the second episode as much. No, but I like the first episode. Right. So I am like, I am mm, inverted column, yeah, yeah. basically. Uh, I thought episode one was great and it went in the right direction. Then I, I felt episode two started really strong and I'm like, oh, man, we're in for a fucking show I it started poorly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I think, because we're on about family, I think Rachel Amber... Certain members I'd be trying to be a little bit vague Certain members of her family Are in this episode And I think they're Fucking atrocious Awful delivery And that's that's the, that is one issue That Life is Strange Can't get over Is uh, Some actors and actresses Having stilted delivery And also the queuing of lines It's Again not natural It is I'll say my sentence And then Dan will say his sentence Yeah and it's it's just too stop starty. This is this is a bit of a tangent. This is why I love Oxenfree. Oxen, Oxenfree's great. Yeah. Oxenfree had the best kind of dialogue and conversational system in any game that I've played. And it's it was like your your telltale kind of thing. But you could interrupt. You could not say anything. You could do whatever you want, basically. You could be sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you could basically just interrupt every well, I, single time. I did time. enjoy that. And they would, because they do, Uncharted does that as well now, to be fair. Uh, it does the whole, uh, what was I saying again? Oh, yeah, I was talking about this, that, and the other. But, yeah, you can interrupt. And yeah, and I just love really being good. able to interrupt people that I didn't like in the game. Just like, just stop like talking now. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You were almost a Jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly? Let's go bowling. This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Alice Bell, and you, Dan Webb, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Clear? Clear. Excellent. (laughs) Clue number one. My first and only appearance in a video game came in 2012. 2000... And one, two. Clue number two. My game suffered a troubled development. First announced in 2009 and meant to be part of a different series before switching publishers. Clue number three. In 2015, a multiplayer spin-off was cancelled after the beta testing phase. Or beta testing phase. Whatever you're having yourself. Clue number four. As an undercover cop, I was quite adept in a tussle. Bat-like, actually. No, it's not Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at the moment, I'm drawing blanks here. I'm like, what? Clue number five. Well-received both critically and commercially, selling 1.5 million a year after launch, a a remastered version of my one and only game came to PS4, Xbox One and PC in October 2014. No takers. No takers. I'll go, I'll go through the clues again. Yeah. My first and only appearance in a video game came in 2012. Uh, clue number two. My game suffered a troubled development first announced in 2009. Oh, stop. Dan Webb. 
No, carry on. <laughs> and meant to be part of a different series before switching publishers. Clue number three, in 2015, a multiplayer spin-off was cancelled after the beta testing phase. Clue number four, as an undercover cop, cop I was quite adept in a tussle. Bat-like, actually. Uh, and clue number five, well-received both critically and commercially, selling 1.5 million a year after launch. A remastered version of my one and only game came to PS4, Xbox One, and PC in October 2014. And fingers on the buzzers, because I'm going to add a clue. Clue number six, woof. (laughs) What? What? Clue number six, clue number seven. Oh, God, I know what it is, but I don't know what his name is. I thought that was literally what I thought, but I didn't buzz because I don't know what his name is. Alice, trust your trust your instincts. I don't. I don't know. I know what game. Have a guess. Have a guess. Have a guess. No. (laughs) Give me. Give me a. I have no idea. Sleeping dogs. But I I don't know what the character's name is. Oh shit! Yeah. I can't remember what the character's name is. I get all the clues now. They all fit. (laughs) They all fit perfectly. Um, Right. What was his name? Okay, I'll give you five, four, three, two, one. The person I'm looking for is Wei Shen. Oh, shit, yeah. Wei Shen. I mean, that's niche right I there. I've died, not played I, Sleeping I, Dogs. I it's in probably 2012. Uh, but yeah, to go through <laughs> the clues, my first and only appearance in a video game came in 2012. Obviously, Sleeping Dogs. Uh, clue number two. My game suffered a troubled development, first announced in 2009 and meant to be part of a different series, True Crime, before switching publishers, Activision, to Square Enix. Uh, In 2015, a multiplayer spin-off was cancelled, which was Triad Wars. Uh, Clue number four, as an undercover cop, I'm quite adept in a tussle, bat-like, actually. Uh, I mean, yeah, combat was compared to Batman. And clue number five, sold 1.5 million a year after launch. And uh, the definitive edition came to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC in October 2014. I, I got it by the undercover cop. Well, I got the game by just sat trying to remember his name. That's not that's not the game, though, Alice. No, I know. It's the character. I'm not I'm not having a go at the game. Um, I, <laughs> even when you went woof and then I still had no idea. I was like, what is he talking about? Is it some kind of dog? That sleeps, Big but it's off. not sleeping dogs. Ten dogs. Yeah, oh, so I was awful at that. I'm sorry. Every Tuesday, we send the call out on twitter.com for your questions for this, the question segment of the podcast. And you answer in kind, you wonderful people. Uh, just like Jack. Jack asked us. What game has the overall most attractive cast of characters? Uh, Mass Effect. Yes, Mass, I was Mass, say Mass Effect, Effect came to my I'd mind. Bang them all! Bang them Ma- all! Mass Effect is an easy one, isn't it? I yeah. think it's probably Obviously, Mass Effect. You can't fuck a Krogan in it, so no bullshit. You can in real life. Excuse me. In your me? dreams, <laughs> in your imagination. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's probably Mass Effect. Like, I can't. I, I mean, can't uh, think of anything else. Uncharted. Dra- Dragon Age has Unchar- Uncharted is Uncharted. a show. Uh, Halo oh, I love Master Chief love. That, you know that the armour oof yeah, yeah oof Dragon Age has uh, Bioware games basically aren't, but aren't Dragon Age aren't they more monster like no, no Dra- in Dragon like Age they're, and... they're all humanoid yeah I'm just sorry, yeah I'm just thinking of in the Mass Effect I'm, I'm, they're I'm, aliens I'm, what are you I, talking I, about actually yeah <laughs> well, and The Witcher The Witcher's got some good looking characters the Witcher well. does have some good looking characters but I think yeah. it's just because they're, they're good devs and they know how to make somebody look like human. close enough to human. yeah, yeah, it's yeah like uncanny yeah. valley kind of thing. Uh, well, speaking of Jason Curtis asks, as it's N seven day, which it is at time Ooh, of recording. Where are my N seven top? 
What's your favourite moment from all of Mass Effect? Uh, it's easy one, right? So Mass Effect 2, uh, it, with the benefit of having played Mass Effect 1, right? Mass Effect 2, you're sent to take down this sniper called Archangel and uh, you turn up and Archangel's like, you know, he's fighting these mercenaries that you've into, into kind of, what's the word? I'm not sure. Gone <laughs> undercover in. Uh, and you're like, yeah, I'll join these mercenaries. And and these two gangs of mercenaries, like, we have to team up to take down Archangel because he's, like, killing us. And you turn up and then, like, Archangel's, like, protecting this bridge and he's sniping all the bad guys and then you walk out on the bridge and then it's Garrus motherfucking Vicarian. And you had no idea, no idea it was going to be him. And he takes off his, his helmet thing and you're like, oh, shit! Like, he turns around and you're like, oh, my God, it's Garrus! <laughs> it was amazing. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it was. Well, what comes to your mind, Dan? Mine's a lot simpler than that. It's when Morden was... You fucker. Yeah. You fucker. What? What? Go what? on, go on. Morden singing ah! on the ship. Is that what you're going to say? That's what I was going to say. I yeah. love it a bit. I killed it instead of it. Ah! Uh, I, did, I did enjoy that. Uh, Morden th- singing on the ship and not Morden singing in, you know? in the tower in Mass Effect 3. Um, oh, I, I, I would go say, well, I was thinking singing in the ship. You're going to have singing in the tower with a split of them. All right. Um, I, I can think of another one, though. Go for it. Um, like, genuinely, I just love the interrupt system in the entire franchise. And the one that I remember the most was one that I saw at preview level. You're going to say it's came to my mind as I go on. And then just kicking the guy out the window. Oh, no. Oh, really? I, I, like, there's a guy you're having a conversation with and you can just kick him out the window. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> you're trying to get information out of him. It's like, you know what, forget this, poof, out the window you go. So I just always love that one moment because it sums up the entire interrupt system for me. Uh, a moment, another moment, because, yeah, just to give you something else that isn't modern, uh, for me would be the Citadel DLC. I oh, yeah. adored that because... It Mass Effect, yeah, there are some funny moments and sometimes some un, unintentionally funny moments. The Citadel DLC was a nice bow on the trilogy and it was them poking fun at themselves. It was very much like a, a sort of a Christmas special, you know? Yeah. Uh, a comeback episode. It was really good. I um, yeah, very much enjoyed it. Uh, Michael Current asks, when Colm is kicking butt and taking names of tea hospitality, what tea is he making the office? What's your favourite tea? I suppose it's worth explaining. Yeah, we need to give some context. To uh, this one, right? So every month, we, we have a point system and uh, we tally who makes the most teas. It's, 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 ridi- it's ridiculous. It's pointless. It's pointless. Um, because we've, I think it's, we've done it four months now. And I have four to because I've I've won. You just get a little star next next to your name. So it's I'm, like, I'm the like Brazil. Would, it's like when you would have woke up, <laughs> yeah, right? I'm I'm the Brazil of uh, of teammates. So and you're currently like ten ahead or whatever already. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Ahead. Oh, it's rich yeah, ahead. because oh, of you're my, on holiday yeah. because of my holiday. But that's the thing. When you're away, we drink less tea anyway. You're yeah. always the one that's like, does everyone want a cup of tea? But Peer the, pressure. Drink the tea. Richard screwed it this month as well because he had a week off. So he's oh, off now. And I'm off next, next week as well. <laughs> so I'm just going to make tea for like me and Dean. I'm going to say, Dean, do some overtime, and I'll just. But that's make only me and one. You tea. So you only get you get one point for making. I, I make four tea. Three, 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 and a, three and below. Yeah, but uh, like you get two points for making four, four and, and then three, three points, points for making five. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Um, I think you should work from home for the rest of the month, Colin. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. What's I suppose Yorkshire tea is the tea of choice. Yeah. Uh, in the office, generally. Um, yeah, and Mike's an American, so it's probably worth saying English breakfast, which is the traditional. Uh, I, I, I had to, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, have, that happened to me many, many times in Iceland as well. Uh, it was like, I, yeah, I'll have a cup of tea, please. And they're just looking at me like, 
Mm? Yeah. yeah. Which one? I'm like, T, the T kind, yeah. the T. In, yeah. in America as well, because in England, you say, can I have a cup of tea, please? And they go, yeah, sure. And then Whereas you have to specify English it's green or whatever. Yeah. And then in America, if you're like, in, in LA as well, because it's really hot, you go like, can I have a, um, a cup of tea, please? And they go, sure, do you want that with the peach, whatever? And it's like, no, not ice, hot, hot tea, please, hot. And then they're like, okay, we've got green, we've got raspberry. And I'm like, no, just the, re- just the regular. Just, just tea. Just tea. <laughs> English breakfast. It's like it's as if we only drink tea at breakfast. No, <laughs> I it's fucking English. started drinking it up until I go to bed. <laughs> fucking have it hooked to my veins if I could when I'm asleep. Did we ask you once, like, what would your superpower be? And you were like, I would just like to be able to dispense tea from, from my, my finger. finger. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's just whenever I wanted, I just got like ah, just <laughs> straight into my mouth. Does tea make tea for everybody else with your tea finger juice? Um, like, I'm not I mean, sure if I'm, they want. I'm not sure I'd want a tea from you if it came straight out your straight finger. On my finger. It's like, hey, do you want some don't water? knock it till you try it. I mean, pee in this glass. <laughs> well, it's 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 tea. It's all above board. Like it's not it's not going to mix with my blood or anything. But it, like, where, if it, it comes out your finger, it's though, a where does it come ball. from? Where does it come from? <laughs> Superman can fly, but he uses like <laughs> the power of the sun. Like, where does your tea come from? <sighs> the tea gods. I don't know. Okay, we can. We'll make up a best story for this <laughs> for the worst superhero in history. Uh, James Ward asks, what game mechanics are underutilized outside or uh, outside a, a certain title? Uh, example being Middle Earth's Nemesis system. So basically, Middle Earth's Nemesis system uh, is underutilized in other games. What else should be used more in games? We say active reload, oh, not active yeah. reload. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that one. That Acti- Acti- one active reload is Sorry. a terrific one. I think um, it's in something I was playing well, recently. We, we played, uh, well, you played, I watched, uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Oh, the, yeah, it's in that, isn't it? Yeah. There, there was something in that. Was it? But I, I don't know, was it I think to it do was, with your ammo? It was a weapon cooldown, right? Because you don't yeah, have ammo like in Battlefront. Something yeah. like that. So I you think. can cool it down quicker by doing something. By doing the active reload. Yeah. I've got one. I've actually just thought of it. I haven't. We were talking about it earlier on. The interrupt system from Mass Effect. <laughs> like, more games need to give you the power just to interrupt someone and go, shut up, it's my turn to talk yeah. or do or something. Or just like, yeah, because I. A lot of the time I play with subtitles on because my husband will be clattering about or whatever. So and so I've read ahead of the conversation. Yeah. It'd be nice if you could skip dialogue, but without it just going <laughs> and stopping and yeah. instead just go, shut up. It's, it's, I also hate it on FIFA as well when you skip a replay, but you want to hear what they said from the replay, but it just stops the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, well, I was listening to that, but I don't want to watch it because I just experienced it firsthand. Uh, Daniel Davis asks, how do you factor difficulty into your enjoyment of games, such as playing through a game on easy to enjoy the story? That, do, you well, f- do you factor it in? Uh, that's a, it's a difficult one to kind of... So, well, because it depends on the game and how the game implements it. Because a game, if a game has like bad mechanics, then it makes playing on higher difficulties harder. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the mechanics are all working fine and they work very well integrated with the rest of the game, then everything works as it should. Um, but I have no problem with like playing through on lower difficulties for the stuff because different people enjoy games in different ways. Yeah, There's no yeah. one right way to enjoy a game. I don't mark a game up or down based on the difficulty unless it's stuff like the difficulty spikes weirdly. Yeah, that's an important one, or I think. Or like, um, yeah, and or the, the mechanics me- make it harder to play and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, uh, generally speaking, 
I play games on normal because I feel like that's that's, that's surely right? what yeah. you intended. Like even though it's probably the one flaw in Alien Isolation, the one tiny little flaw. I hope I'm rem- I'm remembering this correctly. When you choose the difficulty, it's easy, normal, hard, whatever. And like next to hard, it's, it says this is what we recommend. Well, if that's what you recommend, why is that not normal? I don't I don't understand yeah, I, that. You are correct because I play it on hard, and it's fucking hard. <laughs> and I, I wish I could go back and play it on normal. I'm just like what? But if, yeah, because if that's what you recommend, because that's what I see normal as. I see normal as this is the developer saying this is the in our eyes the, the perfectly played, yeah. balanced way to play this game yeah I and if, yeah, if you if you're struggling with that a little bit you can drop down to easy there's no problem or if normal is a little bit too mm. easy for you then bump it up to hard yeah I mean I think if we're if we're talking you know conceptually about like difficulties and stuff the, the only thing really needs to happen is for people to think of them with less less shame yeah because there's that whole kind of thing attached to it like if you don't play a game on at least normal then you're a fake gamer or you're like a bad gamer or like you are you you have failed at this game somehow. Mm-hmm. Like who gives a shit? It's bollocks. If you pay money for a game, you can play Still it however you fuck you want. Fuck yeah. you want. Yep. If you don't want to play Grand Theft Auto for its amazing story and you just want to sit there and just run over people on the beach, you can do that. You paid for the game. Like, do whatever you want. So if you want to play in easy, you want to play in hard, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, Asha asks, will Hooligan start and prediction? I see uh, this is football-based. Saturday, Alice, stop being coy. You know what it's about. <laughs> Ireland, Saturday at quarter to eight, Ireland are playing Denmark. Oh, shit. In the first leg of uh, the playoff for so World Cup this, 2018. So you qualified for... The playoff. The playoff, which is not the same as qualifying for the World Cup. No, okay. there's, there's, there's two matches Not between, like us English, Alice. We qualify for the prop tournament, <laughs> not this playoff malarkey. Uh, there's two matches uh, between Ireland and the World Cup, basically. And both matches will be played against Denmark. First match is away, second match at home. How has that happened? What do you mean? How are they both against Denmark? I don't understand. No, because you play home and away. Yeah. What? So, it's, it's, so, it's, it so one team doesn't have an advantage. Yeah. How is there? Is, is it just the crowd will be on your side more? And the travelling and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Oh, you're right, playing okay. on your home pitch, so it could be smaller, bigger, right. wider. You're, you're, you're used. You're used to the ground. You're used to the setting. Okay, used to surroundings. See, right. So how are the two results? Are they just averaged out? No, they're just well, added, just, just added, oh, okay. added up. But there's also a wig was taken into account. <laughs> oh, God. So see, this is I wasn't expecting the question to go this <laughs> way. Sorry, uh, answer the question, oh, All right. Well, but yeah, will Wes Hoolan start? He will probably, I would say, start the away game for an extra bit of a push, and I don't think he'll have a sniff in the home game. Uh, and I predict, obviously, an Irish victory, because come on, you boys in green. Can I predict a Danish victory? I mean, you can if you want, you fucking bollocks. <laughs> but, they've got, but they've got some good players, right? They, well, they have, Ericsson? They, have one, Ericsson. they have one terrific player in Christian Eriksen, yeah. Uh, does Agger still play? Um, who? who? Uh, the, the fantastic Daniel Agger. Um, oh, Daniel Agger? I thought you said Zaga. Um, Who's well, Zaga? He, I, exactly. I thought you were thinking of Christian Zieger for a second oh, or no. something. He might be uh, German, right? Um, yeah, that's true. He was German. Um, Agger is, isn't he in Turkey? Or he was recently in Galatasaray. Yeah. Or he hasn't retired though, has he yet? Because he's like thirties. Sh- or is he? Did he go to Brandby? I don't know. Did he go oh, home? Yeah, he went. I think he went home, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I, 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 Agar is still isn't playing, is he? 
I think he got hard done by Liverpool. Anyway. Just invite Dan on your football podcast. Um, that just about does it for this week's edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. And the VGBGs as well. Thank you. Uh, for your continued support and all that. If you want to become a VGBG, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash video gamer and you will get uh, this week specifically, you'll get a Q&A, you'll get an extra podcast and you'll get an extended bit at the end of this podcast where we'll talk about my holidays, I suppose. Yeah, that's the only thing that's happened really. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, and wow. also, <laughs> I know, <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> also, please do rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars only. That would be delightful. Uh, and you can follow us all on Twitter as well. I am at Cullum underscore Hearn. Alice is at Baby Got Bell. And Dan is on Twitter at underscore Dan Webb. Uh, and you can follow Video Gamer on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, and Instagram at Video Gamer Common. And YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Video Gamer TV. But for all of your video gamer needs just head to videogamer.com and now it's time for my least favourite part of the show this is the part of the show where we must bid the listener adieu so say goodbye Dan Webb goodbye say goodbye Annis Bell goodbye and say goodbye Conor Mahern Sloan Gafol <laughs> <laughs>